Hey rippers, are you learning how to surf? But are you a beginner or a big old kook? There is a difference, you know. And since there's many ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason for this podcast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. So bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. The Coopcast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. And I'm Coach Ev, checking in. And we started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. And today we are going to be talking about how we like to prepare for an upcoming swell. Yeah, I kind of I kind of just scored a little swell down in Mech, so it's kind of fresh on my mind like just just how you get psyched for a swell and you know, there's there's a lot of ways to prepare and there's a lot of ways not to. Um, <laughs> and you usually do you usually do better when you prepare for things. It's it's really nice when you just get surprised, you know, and you're not checking the forecast and things you show up somewhere and there's just great waves, but it's pretty rare. Yeah. yeah, especially with all the technology nowadays and, and all the all your buddies and the girls and the boys talking about what they see. You can try your best not to look at the surf report, but you know your best bud's going to give you a call and be like, yo, you see the swell? What, what are we doing? Where are we going? So uh, right. that's that's what we'll talk about. Um, why don't you kick us off? Well, I mean, it's it's definitely big on, on your side of the coast because you have to be so prepared. And now we're, you know, we're into summer and this is when most people are surfing. So I feel like, uh, you know, it's a great time to talk about this, this subject and, and just offer up some ways that we prepare and over all these years of chasing swells. And I think like the, the main thing is just managing your expectations, just like <laughs> as basically everything in surfing is managing yeah. your expectations because it can be pretty, uh, you know, heartbreaking <laughs> when you spend all this money and and time and you buy these new boards and get all your stuff together and you show up and there's no waves. Um, so manage those expectations and, and kind of prepare for the worst. Yeah, prepare for not being swell. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, managing your expectations. I mean, just just that we've we've all gotten way too psyched for certain swells and then showing up in the wind is just completely the opposite direction they're calling for and there's a ton of people out and the swell's not there so it's like you know just you you gotta you gotta manage those expectations and not get too psyched up about it and and you know we'll talk about like alternative equipment and it's just an alternative mindset that you need to have um, to just make sure that you're going to have fun no matter what the ocean presents you with. Yeah, totally. And, and, you know, like part of like my, when I manage my expectations for like a kind of like, you know, highly discussed swell, you know, or, or the kind of swell that everyone's talking about is, you know, when that's happening, so you know, all the surfers are going to be on it. Everyone's going to be motivated to wake up early that day. So waking up early might not even be the call to escape the crowd. So show up low expectations for swell, but also expect that people are going to be on it, you know, so you're not going to be scoring any solo sessions unless you got your secret spots wired and and your special bars and all your local area pretty wired. Uh, Expect to be surfing with people. Right. 
Absolutely. So and that's uh that's that's tough, you know, when everybody's frothing and people aren't you're on new board and you really want to get waves and you start acting like you maybe you wouldn't, you know, you, you start getting anxious and you start taking off on waves maybe you shouldn't and then getting caught inside and then it just it can snowball. So really just just uh keep your keep yourself calm, cool, collected and like Chris is saying, you know, pl plan it, plan for the, you know, the time when it's going to be least busy or, you know, go to a spot that's not the name brand spot so you can actually get good waves and not get super frustrated and, and still have a good time. Yeah, right on. Um, I like I like your next point here on the list is uh, train, prepare mentally and physically. Um, you know, we always talk about that. We always talk about the mental aspect of surfing, you know. And I really do think, I mean, so much of surfing is just your mentality. It, it really is. And I feel almost self-conscious as I'm saying it because I realize we say this so much. But that's kind of, kind of a secret in surfing. You know, when you can learn to master the mentality, master the attitude of being a surfer, you're really going to enjoy surfing more. Uh, you're going to be able to just take it for what it is, you know, it, it, this all stems, in, in our opinion, this all stems from the misconception that surfing is riding waves. Like that's all right. it is. And if you go to the beach and go out with your surfboard with the only one goal of riding waves, you're, you're setting yourself up for so much heartache and so many let down sessions, you know, and that go, and this is, we're not even talking to beginners here with this point. This is goes for all surfers. This is where I finally made my strides in surfing. I started feeling better about surfing, started feeling excited to surf when I start, when I stopped, you know, just thinking about how am I going to ride waves, but you know, just the whole beach day and the whole, the preparation, like we're talking about now, the preparation for the swell, like it starts the night before getting rigged up, picking out your gear, picking out your suits, getting food ready, talking with the friends who, where are you going to surf? What are you going to do? All of that is surfing. That's being a surfer. So you miss out on kind of all those fun parts in the community and culture of surfing. If you're only thinking about riding waves and it's just such a beginner kooky way to, to be a surfer. Right. So, um, that, that being said, you know, there's, there's way. So if, if you're physically meant, if you're physically ready, then mentally you'll, you'll just feel better. You know, mm. if you've been, if you've been swimming your laps in the pool or getting out there on days, the surf's not that good or stormy and just paddling a lot, you know, and riding all different types of boards and, and, you know, just, just, making sure that your body's ready to go that's pretty huge you know getting good rest the night before sometimes it's kind of hard to sleep the night before as well <laughs> yeah. but um you know just just set yourself up so you're well rested and and um you're ready to, you know you're just gonna be at your peak performance you know sometimes you're you're not always able to put in all that extra time hold on one second I thought I paused that dryer, <laughs> but I didn't. So, laundry day. Laundry day. <laughs> You're gonna have to wait this one out, or just have a little, have a little break in the recording. Um, I can shut it down though. Standing by. That is the loudest dryer I have ever heard.
Is that that's your dryer, dude? Yeah, it's it's like you know the little feet. You can adjust them. Yeah. I always adjust them so that it doesn't do that. But then it always works its way back to being <laughs> out of adjustment and making all this fucking noise. That's the loudest dryer <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> all right. Old school. Okay. So all right, well, back to it. You were saying about physical, and I just I just wanted to say real quick though. That's such a good. Um, that's such a good point because it's a lot easier to be mentally prepared if you know that you've been preparing physically over the past days and weeks, you know, and like when that swells coming, it's like, all right, I'm ready. I've been paddling. I've been doing my sit and turns and my prone turns and my, my sequences to set up waves, you know, and all the drills that we run our students through the ones that you're naturally doing when you're trying to catch waves, whether successfully or unsuccessfully, all that is going to like equal success on game day. Yeah, time in the water, always the best thing for you. Time in the um, water, yeah. And if you can't do that, then be, you know, these days, everywhere has, like, CrossFit, you know, these these exercises that are totally tuned into sports-specific, you know, um, training. So you can go out and find that, whether it's, it's a swimming class or it's a CrossFit that's more about balance and and, you know, sprint muscles and things like that but there's it's just it's out there and and you you should be you should be doing it you know especially if you're not able to be getting in the water all the time you really do got to get a a consistent routine going so that you do feel good if if you're a weekend warrior there's that's just what it is you know but Mm -hmm. you can be you can be prepared for that and be be at your best on the weekend right on um moving on you know so you're you're mentally kind of thought through and and prepared yourself and physically you're feeling good and then now we're going to kind of get into like our checklist and the equipment that we're we're bringing to the table and just being ready for anything you know like having a pair of swim fins having a boogie board having you know having some alternative equipment that if the conditions aren't quite right, you might have the you still might have the right equipment to go out there and maximize the fun that you can have out there when everybody else brought out their rhino chasers and the waves didn't actually show up and you still got your little groveler stuck in your trunk that you can go and, and have fun. So yeah. it's just it's just about being prepared and, and just kind of thinking outside the box and not just planning even though it says it's going to be six to eight and and perfect conditions, you know you really can't can't plan on that until you're it's right in front of you. Yeah, that's so true. And like so, last week um, I talked with Peter Spachek about you know well a whole bunch of stuff. It turned out to be one of the longest episodes we've ever done, <laughs> but awesome. we got into talking about uh, the mats. Dude, it made me want to get a mat. The way he described it, and he was like, oh, he was yeah. like, oh, you inflate it just right, and like it kind of like wraps around you, and you just get in the pocket. He's like, you feel like a sea creature, and I was like, I was getting all pumped. I wanted to get myself a mat right away, but uh, yeah. And and what about? Have you actually linked up with um, with Owen at all, who surfs down at Swami's much? He's been riding a mat like crazy. You know who I'm talking about? Hell yeah, I do. Um... Oh, dog! Shout out! Yeah, we've all yeah. seen him flying around. Whatever crap, whatever he's, on, he's riding, he's he's having fun and and uh, making Full everybody speed that dude on whatever he rides. 
Yes, yeah, we, we got to get some mats and he would be the one to tune us in and, and kind of show us the way. But yeah, I've seen people having blasts on those in all types of conditions. And that's just what I'm talking about. Actually, one of our good friends, family friends, the, uh, the Tolans, Tolan surfboards, they've gotten way into making like, uh, fiberglass belly boards, body boards, boogie boards, whatever you want to call them. But that's, that's one of the things that they said, like they learned from the Aussies, they would go over there and they would surf the morning session and get out and have like coffee and, and, and chill. And when the, when the wind came on, like that wasn't the end of their, their day, you know, they grabbed their, they grabbed their prone boards, their boogie boards, their knee boards, and they went out and surfed the inside and got tubed and got slammed and, and stayed in the ocean basically the whole day. Whereas I think, just like what you were talking about earlier, people get get it in their mind what type of board they want to ride, and if the conditions aren't suited for that, they're just over it. You know, they were looking to go get tubed that day or or something or do nose rides, and if 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 it's not right on, then then they're out of there. But you can always find something to do out there in the ocean and, and go have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Um that's such a good point like we we miss out on a lot of the more spoiled you get as a surfer the more you miss out on you know so just you got to be willing to get slammed do you remember when we were actually in cabo a couple weeks back i guess it was like two months now and uh we were like standing on the balcony and we were watching the shore pound and one thing i just love about us is like we looked at that and i think any surfer not any surfer but many surfers would look at that and be like oh it's unsurfable and the first thing we thought is, holy cow, we got to get in that. We got to go body surf. You right, know, right. it was the most explosive shore pound ever and definitely not traditional surfable, you know, like ride a surfboard on your feet. But that looked like so much fun to just get out there and roll around in, in with our bodies. Um, so, you know, don't miss out on the ocean. Just yeah, take what you can get, you know, yeah, whatever's yeah. in front of you. Go make the most out of it and, and just have that like we talk about that beginner's mentality and and go out there and and make the most out of it right and so yeah we got a we got a solid checklist of just you know like different items that you you're definitely going to need on the day mm -hmm. you know when when the swells on and and you're up early and the surf shops are closed um and even like the little delis are closed so you you got to be pretty um prepared you know if you're gonna hit it early and if you want to go and like set up on the beach for the whole day and make the most out of a swell so walk us through a checklist i know you're pretty diligent and and keeping things organized and making sure you know where your gear is so you're not the guy running around asking for wax <laughs> or a leash rope or like a fcs screw or something yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. like that <laughs> and you know i got all that stuff in the back of my rig um, yeah. yeah, yeah, this is a good list. So let's, let's, let's check some things off. So definitely your fins, you know, you might not be the kind of person that's switching fins in and out. Um, but I've come to really like multi finned setup boards, even five fin options. And I always have coach Ev set me up with my custom shape five boxes so that I can switch between quads, even a twin setup and, and a thruster. And there's a lot of debate about there about whether that works or doesn't work. I'll tell you as a surfer that surfs those boards, it works. So yeah. have your fins, have all the options that you might want to try out, especially if you got a new board and you're trying to figure out what you like best. It's really nice to ride the same board with different fin setups on the same day. 
Right. Um, wax for sure. You made such a good point when you said like, if you're getting up early to score swell, surf shops aren't open yet. And the last thing you want to be doing is shopping on the morning of a swell. So make sure you got your wax, you know, preferably on your board, but you know, you also want a little stick of it like, or a bar in your, uh, in your bag when you go walking down your beach, especially if you're going trekking to a special spot that most people opt out of because it's a long walk, make sure you got wax in the bag. Absolutely. Um, Earplugs, such a big one. Brother John, our good friend, will attest to this more than anybody. Earplugs have saved his ears. He has terrible ectosis. And like it's when the bone inside of your ear starts closing in just because that's a natural reaction that your body has to outside elements kind of blasting inside of your ear. So to protect yeah. your eardrum and all that stuff, your, your bone starts closing in. And then that's what causes water to get stuck in there and infections happen more easily. Earplugs are huge, and we got to give a shout out to the best. This is not sponsored whatsoever, but we just, they're just the best. But Surf Ears are by far the best that I have ever tried. I don't know about you, Coach, but for sure me. Yeah, I love them. I love them. They're lightweight. They're, you know, they're multicolored, so it's easier to find them, you know, if you drop yeah, them yeah. in the parking lot or something like that. Right, right and, on. Um, and you can hear, and you can hear. Right. They're pretty, they're pretty trick. I love don't, them. Don't use those wax earplugs. It, this is my theory about them. I think it's it's more fact than theory, but just to be safe about what I'm saying with my words, you know, with wax, like your ears kind of change shapes slightly, you know, when you duck dive, when you like, um, like when you, like when you just like move your jaw, you know, and like things, little subtle movements in your face actually change the shape of your ear canal. So the wax that you're jamming in your ears, the wax earplugs, like when you change your ear shape, it changes the wax shape. And then when your ears go back to normal shape or resting normal, you know, shape, now that yeah. wax is not filling it in anymore. And so when water sneaks in there, now instead of keeping water out, you're actually sealing it in more so. So right. I really, really am strongly against wax earplugs, even though they're cheap and they come like 10 in a bo little $5 box, you get what you pay for. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on to wetsuits, you know, we got, we got a few different weights of wetsuits um, on any given day, you know, especially in the summertime. You can go from needing some rubber on in the morning to being in trunks and just like a top to needing, uh, you know, more more neoprene in, in the evening like as the sun's dropping and the wind's coming up or whatever so just mm. having having a few options and like especially if it's if it's cold water right like there's nothing better than knowing that you have like three wetsuits and they're dry and they're ready to go and you can just go and do three sessions and keep climbing into a nice fresh warm Oh, suit. So. Best, one of the best feelings ever. Right up there, we're getting tubed. <laughs> right, and and it's the exact opposite if you're if you're having to push back on the nasty, wet, sandy, uh, freaking suit that smells like pee. Like <laughs> nothing worse. It it doesn't get you fired up to get out there. Oh, um, I've seen many surfers pass up a surf session because their wetsuit was wet, and I bet you uh, I'm speaking to them right now. <laughs> yeah yeah that can't that can't be you don't let that be you can't be um, that's got to be a three kooky things episode right that we got to put that on the list for our next three kooky things you should stop doing <laughs> passing yeah. up surf sessions because your wetsuit's wet <laughs> just all yeah it's just more of the same stuff just basic stuff towels warm stuff you know when when you're done surfing like it's just so nice to have 
dry clothing, stuff that keeps you warm. So like a lot of times you'll have a chill and it'll be really hard to get rid of it, especially if you don't have proper, you know, gloves and hood and, and all that stuff, you know, layers. Um, oh, did you say snacks and water? No, no, I didn't, but that's big just... one. Big one, like you it's said. The worst, yeah. Big one, big one, big one. You can't be the the hungry guy asking people for water, asking people for food. No one's gonna ask you to come surfing with them if you're that guy. Right. <laughs> yeah, have a thermos full of hot tea or coffee that can that can really warm the bones after a cold one, and get you ready for for the next session. You know, this is all about just being prepared and making the most out of a, a special swell. A lot mm -hmm. of times. You know, they're few and far between, and that's, you know, you just got to make the most out of it. Yeah, little things that are coming to mind that we didn't add on the list, but that I keep in the car. Um, that, well, definitely if you're going to have your fins, I was going to say that um, you might not need them, except if you're really like tuned into your equipment. But if you're going to be changing your fins out, you definitely need a fin key. So make sure you got a fin key. Um, but then other little things that you probably don't need, but it's good to just have somewhere in the car and they're so small and easy to keep, but your leash rope, that little rope that connects between your leash and your board, you yeah. know, that thing starts wearing down and you want to switch that out before it actually breaks. Um, especially if you're one of those kinds of surfers that depends on their leash. Go right, right. <laughs> see Surfing Leashless a couple episodes back, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah. what, are, what are the little things? I think that's a comb it. maybe maybe a comb i mean that's not crucial but it's just nice to have these little things you know yeah those are just things that should be in your little surf pack and uh ready to go oh a little ding repair kit maybe you know, oh if yeah you're riding, riding your favorite board and you get mixed up tangled up with somebody or hit a rock and there's like a pretty big gouge maybe out of the rail the little nose rail that you could fix pretty quick um little you sun have, cure yeah sun cure and some basic sanding paper sandpaper and you're back in business you know within 30 minutes really right 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 on. probably could use a use sun a little break yeah but um especially after yeah. that whole ordeal that you got you dinged <laughs> yeah go sit it out think about what you've done or how you cannot put yourself in that situation again for somebody else to do it to you. 15-minute thing um, repair timeout. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then just kind of like thinking about it as a whole, you know. I like to I, – I think ideally everybody would be prepping like they're always prepping for a swell, you know, that would make you your best surfer. You'd always be getting your gear together. You'd be trying to train physically and mentally and just be ready for that swell. So kind of – trick yourself into thinking that there's swell coming all the time totally you know yeah and then what i have on this list is just like when you get that opportunity you've been preparing for this swell you know for for a week or weeks you know when you get the opportunity go for it and and push yourself a little bit outside your comfort zone or just mm. you know it's it's the time to to put all those skills that you've been practicing diligently to the test and to you know to put them on on a you know put a little show on and yeah uh, i like that because you don't want to really leave the swell with regrets you know and that's happened to me a bunch like you don't want to fall so you're trying to be conservative but it's like 
you know, you gotta, it, many guests have said this on the podcast, you kind of have to be willing to fall. You should be wiping out. You should be getting caught inside. That's surfing. You know, that's progression. So like, don't leave a swell thinking back on a wave that you pulled back on because it seemed too steep and then feel like, damn it. I, what if I made that? What if that was the wave of the day, you know, or it could have been the wave of the day if you just went. Um, but you know, many times you surprise yourself when you just push yourself a little bit more than you think you're capable of. Absolutely. And, and then just, just, you know, like we, I think we always do a good job of this. Like it's pretty special to score really good waves and afterwards, you know, kind of honor that by going and having a nice meal with, with the crew that was surfing and just sitting and just talking story. And if, if you got some footage kind of looking over it and just reflecting and learning from, from your experience, you know, you take away a lot more if you actually think about it, you know, not just move on and get back to work on Monday and, and stop thinking about the swell. Yeah, that's so true. And I think we learn a lot like that. You know, you know, we all we're all kind of watching each other surf and and, you know, other people are watching you. So it's really good to just reflect not just on your own session, but with each other. Just like you said, you know, kind of over a meal or a beer right on the beach, whatever it is. That's a really great time when it's still fresh in your mind to just reflect and, and, and take it in and, and just absorb what happened. Because when you're surfing, you're kind of in like a different element. You're in a different, you're, you're responding to things that are happening around you, sometimes thoughtfully, sometimes not, and, and everything in between. So after the fact, when you're back on land and you feel, you know, back to resting state, normal, mental, you know, resting area, you can just have a, you can take it all in a little better. And, and it also helps when you hear your buddy who saw that wave you're talking about say like, yeah, I saw this or I saw that and you did this or that person was right there. Or, There's just so many perceptions to the same thing. So it's great to get that feedback from your buddies and then give them your own of what you saw. It's just, that's just the, the nature of the game. And I hope you guys will all kind of put some of this and learn from it and put it to use this next swell coming up. And, uh, you know, just surf better and have more fun and, and be more prepared. Hell yeah, that's right. There's, you know, and obviously there's many ways to prepare for a swell. So if you guys have other things that you do when you're preparing for a swell, hit us up. Let us know about it. We're, we're curious to hear your side. We're super open-minded. We're so willing to learn ourselves. I mean, that's how we've gotten this far already is that we're just always willing to learn, always willing to improve our basics all the way through and up. Um, so yeah, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're not subscribed to the KookCast, you're kooking. Get on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. And then hit the five-star button. And then hit the review button. <laughs> we appreciate it, peeps. We're just making this happen little by little, and it's, it's only gaining momentum. So we appreciate the support. Yeah, love it. Love it, peeps. Catch you next week. Woo! All right, coach. You!